It's hard not to feel like a kid anytime I'm on a mini golf course. My favorite miniature golf is unique and immersive spaces where you get to play amongst odd characters. Holy Moly takes that to the next level and it only makes sense for real kids to have a shot in our first junior episode of Holy Moly. Let's take the tube slide into the podcast. We're the kids in America. Whoa. I'm Tom and go by the name Mr. T. Not much of a singer, but I am one half of a couple of putts. You can find all the mini golf design reviews and more for myself and the pink putter over at a couple of putts.com and on social media at couple putts. I'm Pat and in mini golf circles, I'm known as the putting penguin. I run a miniature golf course review website and social media conglomerate, the putting penguin. I'm also a competitive mini golfer, having played in over 60 tournaments. And guess what? At this point, we're a real podcast. We're a dozen episodes in. So from here on out, there'll be plenty of mini golf talk, including some holy moly thrown in there. The two of us at this point have seen endless episodes of adults playing holy moly through three competitive seasons in the United States and Australia, both on screens and even with our eyes in person in the United States. The two of us know the feeling of being a kid in a candy store next to those sweet putting obstacles. They really are sweet. Both of us have made new friends via Holy Moly. And unfortunately, we can both empathize with the supersized feelings of having our hopes of winning and achieving mini golf glory crushed. So tonight's a quick flash episode where our focus is going to be on the juniors episode of the Australian Holy Moly season. Some quick notes on how that episode worked. There's eight competitors who go head to head in a bracket one hole tournament with each match held on a different hole. This time around, the juniors are going to be doing the putting while the parents will be doing the obstacles. We see a bit of redemption thrown in there as well, but a change from the normal path this season, and we'll talk about that later. The winning junior gets a $10,000 shopping spree from a golf company, a junior gold putter, and a pint-sized plaid jacket. Since you're still listening to us, don't forget to hit subscribe and give us a hole-in-one rating. And with that, let's head to holy moly scramble time and our recap of the matchups. And so I'm going to take the first round and I'm just going to go through some quick assumptions before we jump into the recaps, because there's some things that even just watching the whole season, you probably know that's going to happen, but let's go through it. So the premise, all of these kids are between the ages of eight and 10 and their parents are the caddies. The parents are going to be doing the obstacles. Spoiler alert, all of the parents fail miserably in the first round. I'll give a little bit of color to that. The kids are all really adorable and have colorful matching outfits to match their parents. So kids wearing blue, dad's wearing blue, kids wearing yellow, mom's wearing yellow, etc. All of their intros also go along with the theme. They're really cute. They show a strong relationship between the kids and their parents with a lot of support along the way from their parents too. All of the kids in their intros have racked up a ton of golf awards. It's nuts. They all have a ton. We don't have to go through all that. These kids have played more golf by their ages of eight through 10 than I have in my entire lifetime. These kids are so young and their age is just about the time that I've really been playing mini golf at all. And so with that, we're going to jump to our first hole, Polcano. We have Billy with her mom, Nicole, against Janie with her dad, Gary. Both of the girls make a good attempt at the Plinko, but they end up landing next to each other in the sand hazard, right next to each other, actually. Billy's mom makes a wild spin off of the pole on Polcano, and Janie's dad does some kind of wild flip that I'm not sure what it was, but I'm glad that he was okay. Billy took the first putt and went out of one sand trap and into the other 
and then fell short in the next. She had a really just sad looking face and I felt bad for her. Janie stepped up, land a seven or eight foot putt and advances to the next round. Then we move on to Oscar, who's eight, who's with his dad, Jay, and Oliver with Sylvia, who's nine. Oscar started playing at three years old. I do not understand. Pat, how old are your kids? My kids are five and about to turn three in a couple months, and I honestly don't see either of them playing (laughs) golf right now. (laughs) Well, Oscar on his intro is like hitting trick shots off of his dad's face in the opening, and there's also a really cute costume of him trying to drive a ball in a bee costume. Oliver's caddy is his mom, and he has a kangaroo in the background of one of his videos. It's like the most Australian thing (laughs) ever. They're playing Dutch Courage. Oliver's mom ends up stepping off and doesn't get hit by the first windmill, just takes the penalty for that, and then gets slammed off on the second. Oscar's dad, Jay, takes the worst hit of the season on the first windmill, comes down laughing, but ends up having to bow out. He's injured. It was really weird to watch like a kid seeing his dad hurt and the dad like clearly being like, I'm okay. And you're like, he doesn't look like he's okay. (laughs) As they took him off, it was like the big thumbs up after like the guy who's like paralyzed on the football uh, field. But anyways, both Oscar and Oliver are great putters. They get it all the way towards the checkered green near the cup on their first putt. Both of them have two stroke penalties because Oscar's mother, Michelle, just subs in, doesn't have to take the hit on the second windmill. Oscar makes his first attempt. Oliver misses his second attempt, but I will say if you watch closely, the ball clearly was in a different placement. I'm pretty sure it went to a putt off. But that probably means Oliver made it on a second putt, which good for him. That's not an easy putt, but Oscar moves on to the next round. So it's our second hole in a row where there's only two putts that have happened. Now It's going to be a pattern. Important question here, because we've been through this, but do you think they, they must have screened both parents for like the physical and everything just in case this happened, right? Like, or they were just like, all right, mom, you're the only one left. Come on in. Yeah. And boy. She got the short end of the stick, as Pat will talk about later. Oh, yeah. Uh, On to hole number two for our third hole. We have Zally with her mom, Mel, and Jet with Chloe. Zally and her mom have all sorts of celebration and dances in their intro, and Jet is just hyped. Uh, Jet uh, putts first, and maybe the best pace on a near ace on hole number two. Really amazing putt. We have Zally, who's up next, whose goal is to be the first female indigenous Australian pro golfer in the world. And she's well on her way. Her first putt was amazing. A little bit faster pace than Jet, but they both end up about four feet out. As I mentioned earlier, both the moms get whacked in as no one's getting past these obstacles. Zally gets in on her second putt. Jet misses her second one and has that awful look of heartbreak that there's one thing I didn't love about this episode was just Seeing kids that age losing on that fun of a platform, yeah, not fun to watch. But again, they seem to be good sports, and we're on to our last hole of the first round. We're already there. And we're over on to Putt the Plank, where Phoenix, with his dad Glenn, go against Ahan, with his dad Alon. Again, in both the intros, you see lots of medals and awards. There was a funny moment where Han's dad is showing him around the Holy Moly map in the intro. I like that a lot. 
And then Phoenix had some wild trick shots in his intro. Phoenix gets the first chip over from Dicko, and Dicko blows it. He ends it up in the sand trap, and Phoenix yells at him and asks him, what are you doing? Ahan gets his chip in a much better position, about six or seven feet out. As Glenn's ready to run the plank and try to jump on the shark, his son, Phoenix, says he's not going to do very well. Surprisingly, though, Glenn does a great job. He pulls himself up on the shark was a little too eager to jump on that dock and unfortunately wasn't able to pull himself up in time. Stroke penalty, which makes a big difference. Alon, Han's dad, tries to hold on to the shark and transition to the dock without ever getting on the shark itself. He also gets a stroke penalty. Phoenix does his best coming out of the sand trap and almost nearly got it in. But unfortunately for him, Han makes his first putt about six or seven feet. It's a really tough break for Phoenix. Put the plank in general is just a hard, hard hole to measure yourself up against someone with putting because that random chip over by Dicko, there's no rhyme or reason. Han had Dicko with two eye patches covering up both of his eyes and had a much better lie than when Dicko chipped it over with one eye patch. So we're done with our first round and we're on to our second round. Start the second round, we have two of our normal semifinal matches, which this time around are played on Distractor and Surf and Turf. So like the competitive final, this episode throws us a little bit of a curveball with the Distractor not being in the redemption hole. Given that's the case, we're going to run into a quick dissecting the Distractor. So with the parents, the ones doing the obstacles this episode, I personally wondered what's that going to mean for something like the Distractor where there's not a physical obstacle for the parents to handle. Well, the show sure did show us. So this hole pitted Ahan and his dad versus Oscar and his fill-in mom, since dad was on the injured reserve. And ultimately, Ahan will end up winning the hole on his first putt. But the important part of this was the absolute peak Australianness of this distraction. So when the wall turns around, we find both the parents are tied to chairs. And as Riggle pointed out, we all thought Holy Moly took a really weird turn. <laughs> it turns out we're going to torture the parents. And first up are some Huntsman spiders that gets placed on Oscar's mom. And if you're not familiar with those spiders, they are, they, I mean, they're tarantulas. Basically, they are huge and just scary looking and Riggle's reaction in the booth was maybe my favorite thing he has done the entire season. Just absolute running around screaming. I mean, I don't know if he said it, but I immediately thought they should just burn down the whole set with those spiders on there. Anyway, after he misses, oh, it's a snake for Han's dad. Fun times there. Um, no, and it was <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. I was okay with the snake, the spiders. Oh. Oh. No, and the the chef's kiss of it all was the bit at the end where they lost a spider and they ended up having it up on on Sonia, and it was just it was a perfect way to, to tie it together. It may not have been really distracting for the kids. I couldn't even really tell if they cared that much, other than they were kind of laughing at their parents. But I'm gonna give. Five out of five fish for putting the parents through that and just making a very enjoyable hole. Um, unfortunately, that has to be followed up with surf and turf, which is a little bit less exciting. Um, it was a really straightforward hole. We had Zali, who unfortunately just dead centered the bunker with her shot. And Janie was basically the exact opposite and landed about three feet from the pin. Absolutely perfect position. I wish I could chip like that when I'm actually on the real golf course. Um, neither of the parents get over. Janie gets the easier putt. She gets it in. She's on to the finals with the Han. And now that brings us to our 
interesting redemption. Uh, again, I was kind of wondering what they were going to do. Well, they decided it was going to be an all-out slugfest with every eliminated junior taking a crack at Putter Ducky. So while Tom mentioned there were some very forlorn uh, children during their, their losses in the first and second round, hey, at least everybody got a shot to try to get through. So the way they did it was everybody got their putt. And the two closest to the pin would then have their parents try to run the obstacle and they'd battle it out. Billy and Oscar ended up being the ones who got the honor of battling it. And Billy, her mom, was the only one to make it through any of the obstacles this season. So a little bit of a spoiler for the next hole as well. But between her mom getting through and just having a better ball position overall, she sank it and made the third of our finalists. Way to go, Nicole. I mean, seriously, there was like four people that made it past Putter Ducky all season. So good on you. And way to redeem for Billy, who just looks so forlorn on Polcano. But more to come on the forlornness on the finale for Billy, unfortunately. We take Ahan, Billy, and Janie over to Uranus to finish off the match. Janie's dad and Ahan's dad fail on Saturn. And... Nicole gets all the way over to Mars, but we've only seen one person land it. She falls in and gets wet. As far as the putts go heading over, Pat, I'll let you take care of the putts going over Uranus. Yeah, Ahan got the channel and unfortunately just rimmed out and bounced out of the cup. And, you know, I was, I think we're always excited when we see it hit the channel because in the US season, you saw a little bit more aces come out of that. So bad bounce for him. Uh, Billy ends up missing the channel and has a huge bunt, uh, huge bounce uh, off over into the sand. Uh, so again, as we alluded to, a little bit more forlornness there. Janie, she finds the channel, but is also off the cup. And really, it boils down to, to her and Ahan. I mean, mm-hmm. Billy would have had to have an amazing putt to get out of there. Unfortunately, Ahan just kind of slips his past the left edge of the cup, which I know both of us are no strangers to watching our ball do that on Holy Moly. And Janie just lines it up and drops it in. And she is our juniors champion. And she looked hella excited for it. So you have to imagine Janie, who's nine years old, who wins on this amazing course and gets a golden putter and a jacket handed to her by two costumed characters. This is like wish fulfillment. They're just like dancing around, but then they pan to the shot of like Billy and Han watching that. It's like kids at a birthday party watching their friend get all of the gifts and they just have to sit there knowing they're never going to have a birthday party or something. I mean, it was just, it was brutal. And I'm sure all of these kids have won so much that losing feels all that much more bad. But I have to say these kids between eight and 10 years old, they would have whipped butt on all of the adult competitors. They had the best putting of the season in this episode by far. It wasn't even close. There was no hole where someone didn't go in in two. And in the case of Dutch Courage, they probably went to a putt-off. Because I can't think of any hole because you had Polcano that was two. Hole number two, they almost both aced it. I mean, yeah, yeah. everything they played really well. Even those putter-ducky layups... Everybody did better than a lot of the normal competitors. It was it was pretty impressive. Right. And the worst putting was all stuff that was basically out of their control. So Dicko having a terrible chip, surf and turf going into the sand. I mean, yep. there's only so much you can do there. And then 
And Billy, Billy, I mean, all right, getting that channel is, I mean, it's more luck than skill and just got a terrible bounce. Well, and I feel bad for Billy having played, having tried to putt out of the sand on Holy Moly. It's, it's not something you practice as a golfer. You don't practice putting out of like a flat sand surface and it's hard to control the pace and you don't want to under hit it. Like Pat always says, you don't want to leave it short on national television. And in the case of Billy in the first one, she didn't get it far enough. And then on the last hole, she hit it way past it out of the sand. And, you know, that's like an easy course correction. I thought all the kids availed themselves really well. And honestly, they should have showed this episode first this season to show the adults how much better they are. I think they showed them last because they want they didn't want to embarrass all of the adults <laughs> who played and show them how great these kids really are. But I mean, they're who knows? These kids might be pros down the road. I was just telling Pat that I was watching the short game on Netflix, a documentary about young kids that are aspiring to be professional golfers. And who knows? We might be looking back at this holy moly a couple of years down the road and it's like, oh, remember uh, the junior episode? Yeah, they're now playing in like the US Open or something. Anyways, this is a pretty great episode. And I wanted to do a quick design time with Mr. T on clowning around because it's the one hole I didn't get to talk about. And I really liked what they did with it this year. So with clowning around, we've only seen it three times total. We saw it one time in the US and twice in Australia. Maybe we saw it in the celebrity episode. I don't know. We don't care about the celebrity episode, but we didn't see it. So the premise of the hole is you start by getting spun around and then put upside down with a magnetic ball. And in the Australian season, then once the ball's putted down onto the green, you have to get the ball up a spinning raised platform, which is no easy feat as evidenced by the two episodes we saw in the putting on it. In the US, in season two, that version of clowning around wasn't all that hot. The putting area itself wasn't really all that impressive. But what I can say from what I saw on TV and what I saw in person watching clowning around in the United States is there is a ton going on visually on this hole that I really love. The clown theme on a mini golf course is just a classic. The fact that people are getting hit in the face with a pie every time they miss a putt is like a perfect design idea to go along with it and having clowns do that. Perfect. The little details, I just can't say enough about them. And all I have to say is just look around and just pause to see all the little things happening. You can see all sorts of fiberglass clown obstacles and weird garbage can covers and all all sorts of clown paraphernalia that's super cool. Can't say enough about the little details that they nail on the show to make these really fun themed holes. Uh, As a couple of putts, when we design our mini golf, we can only fantasize to have someday a budget like these major network broadcast television shows to make mini golf holes that are so much fun and kudos to the production and the people that are doing all of the design on this. Just the little details, just nail it. I hope clowning around comes back in future iterations of Holy Moly in the future, because there's a lot more they could do with this whole and with this clown theme. I really liked the season two in the US one, even though the putting area wasn't as complicated, I was really hoping we would see our first upside down ace because it was totally possible with the yeah. way they had it set up. That is true. The ace, the the putting was a little bit more forgiving in the United States. That spinning race platform in Australia was brutal. 
on its own with that kind of a sharp upward angle, forget about it. That is no easy putt. And any of the missed putts on that platform can easily be forgiven. Even that Scotty guy who's ripping off his shirt, he gets a pass for that only. Shall we move on to our wriggle roast and best bits? Let's do it. I think there was a lot of fun little things in here, but I just had to laugh because we're we always talk about how we are 12 year old children when it comes to Uranus. And this was literally a bunch of you know, 10 and 12 year old children playing. But it's just the line of it's important to keep Uranus clean. I was just glad that the kids episodes were not spared the entendres that we got the rest of the season. I thought the whole opening bit where Riggle was talking with Shervo and they were asking about how they found such small adults to play on the episode. And they're like, and Shervo was just like, they're kids. And he's like, oh, I just thought like we got a shrink ray and then started asking whether or not they had a shrink ray. And then there was some bit on Put the Plank where they talked about feeding kids to the sharks, which I thought was also kind of funny. But that along with the distractor was a little dark some dark stuff and then wriggle had his uh throwback to being raised by wolves in his childhood which i thought was a nice way to tie a couple episodes together yeah i i really hope that they do another junior episode because i feel like this is such a fun show for kids you could see a bunch of kids in the audience that were clearly cheering on their friends and i don't know i want to see more of it And what I'll probably do is I have a little bit of scoop on how that worked for the kids, but I'm going to save that for a finale and our wrap episode, which you can stay tuned and we'll have one final episode where we talk about little bits you might have missed throughout the season in a quick episode. We want to wrap this up. So let's do some big thoughts. Mini golf. Adults are prone to gambling on competitive activities, and we've seen some people pluck down serious cash on the mini golf course. While money is nice, I'd encourage you to consider making the odds more playful. For example, winner has to pay for ice cream or snow cones. P.S. This is a great option at Peter Pan Mini Golf in Austin, Texas, where snow cones are for sale at the clubhouse, and they're quite excellent. Take the permission of being a kid on a mini golf course and extend it to the whole experience. This episode obviously features the juniors, and most of which we've talked about were involved in big golf on some sort of big scale. However, if you're a junior or a parent of a junior, because if you're a junior, probably shouldn't be listening to us anyways, we'll just go with that. Just know that the inroads to competitive mini golf doesn't always have to be through golf. Many tournaments and leagues have junior divisions that are always looking for new players. The one local to you doesn't, join the big kids. The great thing about mini golf is that it can be played by everyone, and that also means it quickly puts everyone on the same competitive scale. As Tom talked about with this show, the kids were some of the best putters we've seen all season. So if you're a little bit intimidated by big golf but want to give mini golf a try, go for the glory. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So until next time, cut one ready. All right.